Welcome to the World of Procurement podcast, and it's actually the last guest podcast of 2020, which is kind of crazy when I started this back in April, um, and when I kind of came up with the idea sometime in 2019 and stopped procrastinating at the probably the outset of the whole COVID pandemic, and it's a really good way to finish the year off strongly because I've got a podcast with Ashley Turner and. Ashley is crazy different to so many procurement people I speak to. Funny enough, like we're the same age, both millennials, opposite sides of the world. We both enjoy opposite things within procurement, but we kind of have the same mindset about what this profession is and how to charge forward with our careers. And I really wanted to talk to Ashley because I think she does some awesome LinkedIn posts. And funny enough, they're not actually around procurement a lot of the time although I have noticed recently she started doing a lot more posts and a lot more content on procurement but Ashley is the winner of a SIPS Young Talent of the Year award and that was in 2019 and I really wanted to go in depth about how she got that award the impact of the award what the work was she did around it because it's kind of crazy when you hear the story about what she got up to especially as a new procurement practitioner it's really interesting something else that I found awesome about Ashley is that and she's really open about this and she's got a incredible podcast herself um, that you should definitely check out I'll leave a link in the description she's a uh, a single mother and a domestic violence survivor who's just done like amazing things and I kind of what, what I kind of saw with Ashley was a lot of resilience a lot of effort and a lot of hard work and I think it's always good to get people like that on the on this podcast because you can just learn so much from people like that and like I think it's it's rare to see people overcome adversity all the time and when they do they kind of have such a good outlook on things so it's a really I'm trying to avoid the 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 word authentic because it gets thrown around around so so much now but this was a really authentic conversation it was actually my favorite conversation of the year no offense to any of the other podcast guests there were so many good conversations throughout this year but this one was a an incredible one. So enjoy this podcast and hopefully see you next year for a lot more guest podcasts uh, in the future. Enjoy. Ashley, awesome to have you on the World of Procurement podcast. And um, Thank you for uh, having me. <laughs> no, no, that is, it's, it's good because we've just found out that we're the same age, different sides of the yes. world. And I think I just said to you, I've not spoken to anyone who is my age on this, on this podcast. Everyone's been older. And... Um, I was just thinking a couple of people have been a couple of years older uh, and we can have really honest conversations, but I feel like this might be like the most honest and authentic conversation that we might have on this podcast, which is awesome. Yeah. Well, look out for all your audience said it's good. <laughs> and it's we're changing the way procurement people see us as well. It's not some old boring buddy industry. We can mm. um, zhuzh it up a little bit with us millennials coming through. Yes, and I've noticed this as well. You're tattooed, I'm tattooed, and we might occasionally drop the F-bomb in this podcast, so it'll be fine. <laughs> I apologise in advance. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, like, first off, it'd be awesome just to get, like, a little introduction to, like, what you're up to at the moment in procurement. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, I am a procurement specialist over here, category manager, whatever title, um, mm. you know, floats your boat. They all do basically the same thing in my yep, life. Yeah, they do. <laughs> um, <laughs> they do. Fancy title. So I'm a procurement specialist um, with a Caterpillar dealership. So we deal with all the big yellow machines, the Tonka truck-like things, because not many people know what we actually do. 
we sell them in you know parts and services but for me in particular oh i've been doing procurement for the last four years so i'm probably still a baby compared to some people in the industry i've only been um, doing it a year longer that's that's the awesome. oh. <laughs> like we're both babies in this space both babies <laughs> exactly most other people i meet are 15 20 years mm -hmm. i think i met some guy that said oh i've been doing it for 30 years so longer than you've been alive that's a long time um so yeah i've been doing that for about four years i fell into procurement as you normally do um it's not something that you wake up one day and go i want to be a doctor <laughs> i want to be a category manager it's something that just naturally pulls you that way and i've loved every moment of it it's um it's not what people think it is, but I think it's because I've challenged the way people see it. Um, and in particular, you know, being based in Brisbane and the procurement team being very new to my particular company, it was a great way for me to make my own path, mm -hmm. uh, test shit up <laughs> as I do, yeah. make, you know, make shit happen. And um, <laughs> I've loved it. <laughs> that's, that's, I, loved, I love that you just uh, highlight that you're, you're working in a new team because that's where I think this profession is actually exciting. I've worked in so many, let's call it legacy teams where they just pile up crap from years mm -hmm. and years of like, oh, we've always done it this way. Oh, we've done it this way because 10 years ago, one procurement went wrong and we had to change everything. And it's so hard to make change or positive change in those places. Yeah, so it's, um, it's got its pros and cons. So people don't know what we do so then they're like, <laughs> yes. purchasing do you raise po's like what do you actually do and i'm like no i do not raise po's thank you for that <laughs> and then the other side is i get to create what i want them to think i do <laughs> at yeah. the same time um, which i i love like i'm someone that i'm the fixer you send me in to fix something i'm not yeah. someone that maintains that's my area that i've figured mm -hmm. out very early on in procurement there's some people that are great at the maintaining piece mm -hmm. the contract management piece that ain't my thing that's i'm tenders and ripping out costs that's where i um, <laughs> get my thrills <laughs> no i love that and uh, actually like i know we were talking a little bit before but actually that's what i've been doing over the last sort of three years i've been going in to fix really problematic areas doing new procurements mm -hmm trying to just build better supply chains for them and do all sorts. But actually I'm now shifting over to purely more legal contract management element because actually that's what I like doing. So I have a legal background. So it's, it's interesting. Like, I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah. So we are kind of opposites in kind of what we like to do because I like all the, I like doing the RFPs and RFQs and doing that whole stuff. But like occasionally I'm just, I get to the end of it and I'm just like, I don't want to do another one for a while. <laughs> it's just yeah. had enough. Right. <laughs> yeah. So it's, yeah, I'm glad for the change, but that, that, that's, a, that's a really awesome background. I really love the sound of what you're doing because I think well, most people in the procurement profession uh, are aware that there's a bit of a problem in terms of how it's viewed and how it's perceived because mm. like you say, so many people don't know what you're doing, uh, what you're up to, what the role is. And that makes um, attracting talent really difficult like you just kind of touched on it you fell into it I kind of like made weirdly enough I kind of made a, a choice to get into it slightly but um, <laughs> that, that's because I chose a role that was procurement and commercial doing all the legals and that's what I really like doing and but that doesn't happen with many people like you say you just fall into it who's going to go to uni or be a, like a kid like a 15 year old leaving school who's going to be like oh I'm going to go and become a, a category manager or a procurement manager no one 
No one, no one ever did it because I even remember. So I'm from like Darwin, Northern Territory in Australia, which is like the top of Australia, basically. Um, very hot and humid, which is horrible for your hair, ladies. So don't bother going. <laughs> um, and I remember flying on the plane to Brisbane because they relocated me from there. So me and my son were on the plane, and I was literally googling and researching what procurement was because they're like, "Yeah, we're starting a new role. We're starting it up." I'm like, "Yeah, for sure. I'll come see." They go, "Oh my gosh, what am I actually doing? Like googling yeah. it? Trying to figure it all out." And then what I googled, and then when I got there was complete opposite because Did I was you... like, they, I was they, say... they didn't know what they were doing because they were so no. immature and everything I researched was probably for mature companies yeah. people that have never had it before. Mm-hmm. And then when I jumped in, our favorite word is transformational projects in procurement, meaning consultants come in and you want to rip money out <laughs> yesterday. That's yeah. how I entered procurement. That was the hostile, very agile environment I jumped into. So it was no like, let's ease into it. It was, hey, you've got to rip X amount of million dollars out in a year. And I was like, okay, <laughs> how do I do this? Thanks for that. <laughs> I'm here, right? but, um, and that's how I fell into, I guess, the Blackwoods Aggregator Project, which was why I won that SIPS award. So it was like fate drew me down that path. It threw me in the deep end, you sink or swim. Thankfully, I was swimming and learnt very fast. But it's um, it's interesting to hear how people fell into it if they just eased into it, or you're in a project yeah. like me, and you just go go learn, hurry up, make mistakes, and fix them fast. Yeah, I love it. And yeah, you you've just brought it up. I wanted I want to cover this. What, what's the SIPS award? Like, what's it all about? How would you get it? What do you get it for? I want to know. I know you um so I was, as part of that transformational project, I was allocated industrial consumables, which we all know is a long <laughs> tail spend with thousands of vendors and no one wants to deal with it, basically. Yeah. And they gave that to me because the newbie over here had no idea what it was. <laughs> I was like, what the nuts and bolts? <laughs> what is this? What is that? Why have we got 60,000 items? Like, I had no idea. So they did very well choosing me to do that. And basically what I did was we... Um, associated ourselves with Blackwoods, which is our major industrial consumable sort of supplier over here in Australia. I'm pretty sure they're everywhere. Um, and we decided to do a big aggregator project, which was, oh gosh, 30 plus industrial consumable categories, um, aggregating their sort of 300,000 line items down to about 60,000 wow. for us, uh, spread across. 23 sites, which is like around NT and Queensland. And I was saying it before, which is equivalent to the size of India. Like this, our territory over here in Australia is massive. Um, So it was huge. We had over 3,000, 4,000 POs, I think, per month just on these little (laughs) things. 700 vendors um, in industrial consumables alone. So that was millions of spend for us and it was just spread everywhere everyone was dealing with old mates down the road there was no mm. standardization no contracts nothing and so basically i walked into a bit of a hot mess and i didn't yeah. know it was a hot mess so well done <laughs> and i managed to aggregate all that into a sixty thousand items from the hundreds of thousand items that we had saved millions and the scary thing was i did it within 12 months and because I did it so fast and I remember 
finishing it going, oh my gosh, I did that. But I didn't really see how big it was until mm. I completed it. And Blackwood's you know, executive managers came over and said, do you realize you're the only person that's ever done this? And I was like, what are you talking about? I just did my job. Like, I had no idea. And they said, we've got large mining companies that have been doing this for five years. And they're still only a quarter of the way through. And you've come in and just smashed it out in literally, I think, nine months. I did. Um, from start to finish and I was like oh okay like but well, it still didn't make sense to me yeah. and my boss um, at the time was like girl you don't even understand how big that is you <laughs> ask any procurement person they'll be like oh my gosh how did you do that but the people that we work with they didn't understand how massive that was for a procurement function to do and it was literally myself leading the charge we didn't have resources everywhere it was me being a project manager, change manager, category mm -hmm. manager, all in one because we didn't have the resources. So I definitely had conflicting roles along <laughs> the way with project and it cut costs versus all oh, the people and their feelings along the way. So yeah. it came with a big balance. And I remember after we completed it, I went to my boss and said, hey, SIPs have this young, um, they have this small team award. Maybe we should do a group one. And he said, oh, yeah, yeah, leave it with me. I don't know. I don't think our company will like things like that. And I was like, oh, okay, whatever. And then I remember maybe like a month later, I get a call from him. He's so funny. He's a great <laughs> boss. Um, he said, okay, not to be creepy, but can you wear something nice tomorrow to work? And I was like, <laughs> what is he talking about? Like, it was so funny. He's like, I'm trying not to be creepy. This is just, just wear something nice. I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, so I submitted you a young talent award. You've like kind of got in. Um, we need to do professional photos and everything. And I'm losing it on the photo. You did what? Like losing it. And he said, this is the reason I didn't tell you. So just wear something nice tomorrow. You try to control the whole process. And so I went into work, did this. And I'm basically yelling at him because I had to record videos and everything for my submission and all that sort of hey, wow. Um, and I'm yelling at him at, during the breaks and the poor photographer is probably like, why didn't you tell her? <laughs> like, look at her now. Um, it went through that whole process, the interviews and stuff. And then I remember I got a notification from one of the other finalists who messaged me on LinkedIn and said, congrats, you're a finalist. And I was like, what are you talking about? Because <laughs> no one had told my boss on me or called us. So I found it by him one of my sort of um, competitors um, <laughs> and I was like, oh, well, thanks. <laughs> like, congrats to you too. I had no idea. And yeah, I really went down for the conference and oh my gosh, another funny thing for me is I'm someone that likes to wear red. So red lipstick, that's my thing. Yeah. <laughs> that that's my thing. And for me, when I went to the awards night, I remember walking down the stairs and everyone was in black and I was in bright red. And I was like, if I do not win, how embarrassing is this? <laughs> if everyone will see me. I was like, oh no, I can't help. I was like so embarrassed. I was like, you know what? You're going to own it. You're going to work this. This is fine. I'm not get the memo, but that's procurement for you. That's you weird. Go so conservative. All black and conservative. Like, and I was like, it sounds like a funeral. Actually, yeah, it literally was. I was like, I do not belong here because I just wear white red. And thankfully, I did win the award. And um, 
I didn't trip up the stairs because that's what I was freaking out about. So I was like, I'm going to get so nervous and trip up the stairs. And everything went from there. It was so shocking to mm. me. But I remember standing on the stage getting the award going, wow, I did this. And for me, and I've you know, said it previously in podcasts and stuff, it was a domestic violence thing for me because mm. I reclaimed my life and I did something that he said I could never do. And it was just this enlightening moment for me basically yeah i i honestly i i'm blown away like just i'm blown away by what you did in a in a year it sounds insane yeah. i i speak to loads of people and lo- really senior people and they probably haven't done half of what you've done there and they've been doing it for long like we said longer than we've been alive yeah. <laughs> and that's not to hate on them like they're doing really good stuff it's just what you've done sounds crazy which is it's awesome. it challenges people though because I think sometimes in procurement if you haven't got a minimum of eight years they kind of go oh, oh you haven't been doing it so long but when I go hey I've probably done that more than you've probably achieved in 12 years or 15 yeah. years so don't underestimate someone that's only been doing it for a few years because mm-hmm. it doesn't mean anything it's based on your outcomes and your results not based on how many years you've been in the profession yeah, on how I look at that, that 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 time served versus experience. Someone can be sat in a role for thirty years, but it's the same role, or they might yes. have done, they might have had three roles, uh, which equivalent of three years experience. They've just done each one for ten years, and they've done the same thing every time. That's not that's yeah. not thirty years of experience. That is three years of yeah. experience and a, a jail sentence for twenty seven years. And yeah. I've I've worked with management, and the reason I uh, have thought of, or thought about not well, the reason I didn't get back into permanent work and I left to do contracting is because I had a bunch of managers who were like that. And it sounds like you've got an awesome manager who tries not to be creepy when he's saying, <laughs> oh, <laughs> when they're saying not to, to wear something nice, which is, is always <laughs> a problematic uh, way to, to talk with your staff because you yeah. have to be so careful. But your manager sounds awesome. But I had managers that were telling me um, when I was doing my graduate scheme, which is how I got into uh, procurement and commercial work, but I needed to do two more years before I became a commercial manager. And I said, why do I need to do two more years? Like, I, 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 because the company I was at had a, a very, I would say meritocracy uh, based outcome. So you could see what you needed to tick off to become a commercial manager. It was very uh, laid out. And I ticked everything off easily and had all the, uh, evidence on each one they said well you just need to do two more years to do more time and i was just there like what what like how does that make sense and i left um uh, uh i think i left five weeks later i, I just left straight away i was like I'm, I'm not working for a company that views um experience and uh, I, i'm not gonna leave my career to you to to manage if i've just got to stay mm-hmm. here sit at my desk do the same thing for another two years before you give me a uh, a promotion and even if to be fair even if i um kind of look at it as well if people aren't ready genuinely aren't ready for promotions or aren't suitable for the role that's fine but i agree like so many job adverts will say five plus years managing this mm-hmm. category or yeah. 10 years experience and i just think like that's so subjective how to manage it you'll get a bunch of like we said these these people who served a lot of time who really haven't done the variety or had the impact that you've had Ooh. Well, other people had and they get the role over you and it blows yeah. my mind and that's i guess on those that company because they're missing out on really mm-hmm. good younger 
talent um, with fresh sort of perspectives. And I guess how I see it is it's your loss. If you think your time is based on, your experience is based on time, well, I don't want to work for a company like that. Yeah. And I don't particularly want to work for a company that's really traditional as in you have to earn your stripes before you can become a leader. Like, yeah. We're in 2020, guys. We're not, mm-hmm. you know, back then, 20, 30 years ago when that was the norm. Now it's, if you've got the talent, the skills, the passion and that determination, why not put fresh meat, young meat up there mm-hmm. to shake things up as well? Yeah, yeah I, I really love that as well because how I look at it, <laughs> and I, I, I'm probably going to get hate all the time from doing this podcast. I've started to realize every, <laughs> every, every episode I record, I'm just like, oh, do I, do I go ahead with all these things I want to say? But I'm just going to. But I've, I've been sat it's next to managers. Yeah, that's it. That's good. Yeah. I sit next to people who are my super, superiors or I sit next to directors of companies and I'm watching them struggle to send an Outlook invite out and they, they, or they don't know how to read emails properly or they don't know how to block out their calendar in certain ways. They have to get some help or they don't know how to format a document in Word, which are the basics, right, of technology. Like we've grown up with those over our entire lives effectively. So it's just, it's second nature to us. And the Gen Z lot are coming up and they know how to do way more than we know. Yeah, but, they know how to develop apps on their lunch break. <laughs> yeah, that's it. They just, most of them are just coding and doing all sorts of stuff just in their spare time yeah. or, or making TikTok videos that go crazy viral and just hack uh, attention. And I just, I, I look at these, these, these leaders or so-called leaders in businesses, I think if you can't work the basic technology, how are you going to transform? Like we've, we've spoken about transformation and procurement. How are you going to transform the profession, your function to do something that's actually going to work long-term and not be very manual orientated, pushing out POs manually, doing a lot of the mm-hmm. stuff that is just, it's boring. And actually it's why we can't get good people in the profession. Mm-hmm. It's about survival as well. Like, look in 10 years' time, where's procurement going to be? We're not going to be doing it how it is today. If people think that you typing a little PR is how it's going to be, <laughs> we're going to have, like, auto robots doing that for us. Yeah. So, you know, less resources, but the right resources sort of doing it and doing the people side of things. It's, and it's, um, it's terrifying that some people don't know how to do the basics, but they expect this from you when they're, yeah. they're, they're sitting here. And it's, um, I always say it's like a both side. Like I will always respect you as a leader for being where you are. Good on yeah. you. But I would want that in return. Um, and sometimes that's where it lacks because as we go back to, they think time and your age and everything is what experience is and that you don't deserve to be in those kind of positions. But I challenge that. I think if we've got the potential, um, we can do that. And you can run circles around them. But it's um, a definite cultural shift over the next mm-hmm. sort of five to ten years, which would be very interesting to see how it all goes. <laughs> I think you made such a good point there. You said that we will have less resources, but the right resources and that'll yeah. be, and I, 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 I get what you're saying that we have technology all around us to help us mm-hmm. do all of these roles. So this, if you're a procurement person now, and maybe I, I see if you're between 20 and probably like 50, 20 and 45, maybe like I'm trying to think of like retirement ages for a lot of people, 55 to mm-hmm. 65, depending on where you are in the world. That's a, like 25 years worth of people there. They're all going to be competing for those roles in 
five, 10 mm-hmm. years as, as the profession. And this, this will probably happen everywhere. Every market is probably going to shrink. Yeah. New jobs will be created that we don't even know about right now. But the jobs like this that we do know about, they're going to be so made up of all these amazing technologies, which like you spoke about auto PO. Like I literally worked somewhere where we, I'm trying to think of the, the number and it's a few, it's like four years ago now, but I think it was like 2000 POs a week were auto generated. And there was just light, light touch governance that I did on some of them. And like that was, and that was in the old industry that somehow just had some very good influence to, to, to boost it. So I know the technology has moved so much further along now. And I, I've seen some of it, I've played around with some of it. Like this, this, this space is going to be so competitive. And I think if you're so stuck in your way, if you can't master basic technologies, you're screwed. You have to adapt to change. And change yeah. is coming. But people that um, lack it, like look at you know, COVID. So over here in Australia, banks, you know, face-to-face customer service things have actually shut down now because they've yeah. realised we don't need that. Who Technology. needs a bank in person? online banking kind of yeah. thing. So it's them realising, oh, wait, we don't need it. And soon enough, it'll be retail stores, like shopping online. That's mm-hmm. evolving and growing over the years, and I'm probably a contributor to that anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I hate going on face-to-face stuff as well. I'm like, with you. <laughs> I don't have time for it. It's more efficient online. But just seeing where that is, like, you know, 10, 20 years, we're not going to have that stuff. It's going to be, like, virtual or you can put a little bloody goggle things on. Yeah, the VR yeah, headsets. Like, that's how it's going to be. So it's happened, yeah. like, really shaken some industries up and it's really shown us which industries are strong by mm-hmm. something pandemic like this and which ones aren't so those ones that aren't they probably need to do the biggest soul searching probably yeah um and figure out how they can be strong in something like this yeah i honestly i, I i'm trying to think of anything to disagree not that i try to find anything to disagree <laughs> with, with my yeah, guests but <laughs> But I can't. And, and that, that's, that's a good thing because these are the beliefs I have. Like I was just thinking then like we're decorating my house at the moment and like we've been like getting our phones out and using the VR or AR apps to color the walls in on all the different paint apps so that we can see rather than doing all these testers, we can just see what the walls are like. And I, I don't know how much money I've just spent on Amazon this week doing, getting decorating supplies. Just one click, everything's brought. And yeah. that that direct to consumer model has grown so much throughout COVID because no one wants to go out because no one wants to catch COVID for a lot Mm -hmm. of us. It's fine, but it's just accelerated that, that E that e-commerce model so much. And like I've played around with e-commerce. It's really powerful. I made like a few grand doing some products a while back and it was good fun. And I could see like the power of that system and that's going to affect procurement because procurement and supply chain are so entwined with that, the way in which contracts are managed and dealt with and even signed, like all of this is going to change. And I think it's good to have someone like you, like actually like just saying it as it is and just trying to bring people along because I I speak to really experienced people all the time and a lot of them do get it. Luckily I've spoken to a lot of good people but a lot of them are now just consultants who are going into businesses, making a ton of money because those businesses do not get this at all. Yes. Uh, I um, agree with you. It blows my mind. Um, I just wanted to ask one more question really. Um, like, and you, you don't have to answer this if you don't want to, it's fine. I just kind of, on the back of your SIPS award, did you like, 
I don't know, get any like any new opportunities, any promotions? Like, did anything like change in terms of your actual professional work? Um, I'm not asking like if you got like a massive pay rise or anything. It'd be cool to like to see if was there like a direct impact uh, from that. Definitely, I think it's number one for the business. It mm. made them realize, wow, this is our procurement team actually does some really good stuff. They're like, good. Yeah. We're award-winning kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And it made them go, oh, okay, maybe, um, you know, that's obviously publicity for them that they've got yeah. someone doing it in an area that they've never publicized before because it's always about the mechanics out in the back. It's never about the yeah. in-house corporate people. So for me to be young and win that um, and we never, you know, submitted anything to that place again. And it was Australasia as well. It was a massive award. Yeah. That made them go wow. So I therefore got a lot more, I guess, respect or credibility mm-hmm. from the business and stakeholders. But then you definitely get the haters as well, like, oh, you only got it because you're young and pretty. Like, you get those. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah. So my nice hair got me, I achieved all that because of my hair. Okay, cool. Yeah, all that hard like, work was done via looks and yeah, wearing yeah. red. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. So you get some of those, um, but I just use it as fire in my belly to go, yes, okay, that's, that's it. Better at night. That's fine. That's on you. Um, but also, it's you know, that enabled me to join the SIPS committee as well because mm. I was someone, and I said this when I joined the committee, I'm a millennial. We connect online. I am not used to this face-to-face stuff. Like, <laughs> yes. room with, you know, 30, 40 people that aren't probably overly welcoming because, as you know, they're very serious sometimes mm. and they all have their little niches and stuff. So for me to come in loud, <laughs> extroverted, <laughs> like, oh, Hey guys, I'm here. It was probably like, what the hell is she doing here? What we let ourselves into. Yeah, exactly. But I said, you need to, you know, shake things up. Um, We can't Mm -hmm. keep doing things the way they are. So I guess that was an opportunity for me to um, help them with that. And I've actually started some podcast interviews for them because they've never even thought about podcasts and audios and that webinar. Yeah. Which face-to-face is great, but... Sometimes people don't want to go see people. It's, just it's what hard I, work. Yeah. And, then, and, that, and that sounds really lazy of me to say yeah. things like that. But actually, you can, I think you can reach far more people like this. Like, I mean, I'm just thinking about you know, events that I attend online. They get hundreds of people. And especially right now, it's hard to get even 10 people in a room together. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's so unreal. It's, um, yeah, it's, it's been a good opportunity, that perspective, to put some sort of fresh... Mm. Blood into it, and they all joked around saying I've uh, brought their age <laughs> average down a bit. And I was right like, okay, <laughs> thanks for that. Um, but hopefully, it is a selling point for younger procurement people as well. Yeah. So, okay, she won this award now, she's in that sort of profession, you know. Mm-hmm. And I go through that, and I've had heaps of younger people approach me about it now to go, mm. How do I get into it? What are your you know, suggestions, recommendations to get myself up to speed? So, I'm not sort of undermined it or sort of pushed aside so i've helped people yeah. from that part of thing but definitely i had job opportunities thrown at me left right and center it was a bit overwhelming oh, wow. um yeah it, i was like oh gosh everyone <laughs> wants to take something kind of thing and you're just like ah oh, just calm down guys <laughs> i needed to um figure out for myself what it mm. meant i didn't want to rush anything because i went with such a great company now I'm not yeah ship kind of thing um, so yeah, it, it definitely opened up 
a lot of opportunities from that mm-hmm. side of things. Definitely got, you know, promotion and everything internally. Um, but for me, it was more like, I guess, a bigger confidence boost mm. for myself because I didn't realize what I did, if that makes sense. I was so yeah, humble yeah. about I get that. Oh, yeah, I just got something done. It was more like, oh, I actually know what I'm talking about. Because yeah. it was always nerve wracking to talk to people in fulfillment that are a lot older than me. Mm-hmm. And I can definitely learn stuff from them. Like their experience, I absorb it. But it was now, you can actually learn something from me. It wasn't just yeah. one way. It was, hey, I've actually done something too. Do you want to hear? Like, <laughs> let me tell you. So it, it helped me from that side of things. Because I think it is quite daunting that you might not know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, and got that under your belt. That really helped me. No, I love that. I feel like that every day. Like I don't know something. Like, I, 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 I try not to blag too much, but like I think every day, I think it's uh, quite common that we don't know what we're doing at times. But I think our, our age group is very good at finding solutions very quickly to, to problems because that's kind of how we've grown up. We use technology. We, we think differently about things. So I think that's great that all of, you've got everything you've said today honestly it's been a pleasure talking to you because it's refreshing <laughs> which is so nice. like, i don't get to have too many conversations with uh, people my age in procurement and um like sadly a lot of the people who have been my age like who i've worked with um they kind of i feel like they've brought into the the old way of doing things too much like they've kind of come in they've been told like this is how it works. This is what we do. And I'm there like, no, but it doesn't need to work like this. And straight away that alienates them from me. Not like in a horrible way. It's just that I can't have a conversation with them because they're not thinking how I, I, I kind of expected them to think. They're thinking of like how everyone else thinks. And I think that's something that it's, it just infuri- infuriates me so much. So it's been really good to hear this from you. You're the other side of the world, but I think you're doing amazing things. So it, it, it's been great to have you on the on the podcast today. Well, thank you. Like like I said before, and before we uh, actually started recording, it's it's rare for me to connect with someone my age that just gets my level of thinking, mm. um, especially in this this profession, as it's quite traditional. Yeah. Um, and we need to shake things up. And I guess advice for people that are you know, under 30, they're starting and they're getting their teeth in it. Don't play it safe. Yeah. Like if that's one thing I learned from, you know, that Blacklist Project, the award, I did not play it safe at all. You know, did I do it all by myself? No, because I had a really good leader mm-hmm. that was, what number one, believed in what I could do, even though I had no idea really what I was doing. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> but he was like, I'm back in you, girl. I've got you. Um, but he also pushed away all the bullshit out of my way. Like, yeah. if you're going to create noise out of the way, get out of the way, get out of the way kind of thing. So mm-hmm. it really helped me. So don't play it safe. You know, do put your hand up when they go, oh, who wants this big industrial consumable thing? Take everything you can. Like, do yeah, it all. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm with you. Yeah, yeah, do it. And get a good mentor as well that's going to, mm believe in your sort of potential as well i think that's great um i've learned so much from tom in particular um but he's learned a lot of from me as well <laughs> i can like, imagine <laughs> definitely he's, yeah he's like i've got because he's sort of in between our ages he's like 36 kind of thing yeah so he's in between to go he's an old millennial Really, yes. it's like the earlier millennial yes. bracket. Yes, I say that. I say you, you're stuck in between traditional versus the new modern. Yeah. 
through, but he gets why we should do it our way now. And um, yeah. it was refreshing for him to help push those processes or changes or cultures mm. and mindset down to business. So don't play it safe, guys. Put your yeah. hands up. I think that's the best advice going. But yeah, it, honestly, Ashley, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you today. Thank you so much. I loved it.